What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Caitlyn Jenner shows up on the Sean Hannity show to praise Trump and rip Gavin Newsom while running for governor of California. Biden's job numbers tank and a shocking government statistic from VAERS on COVID vaccines. Today on the Conservative Connection. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. The Conservative Connection with Corn and Crow. Today's episode is brought to you today by Foxhole Armor, one of the most trusted names in body armor. Foxhole Armor is an essential defensive tool, and they believe that any law-abiding citizen should be able to have the amazing, purely defensive tool that is body armor. And they also believe that if you are to have body armor, that it should be a quality product. Their armor plates are professionally coated with an industry-grade protective material at over 150 degrees to provide superior impact resistance. Each coated steel plate is able to withstand the roughness and conditions and resist high levels of corrosion and chemical resistance. The coating provides a superior finish that you can trust. If you're anything like us, you probably realize the importance of protecting you and your family. If you live in an area prone to riots, after the hundredth time, you've probably realized that wooden boards really don't do anything. Get something that's actually going to protect you and your family and your loved ones. Also, even if you do have a rifle or guns or arms, not everybody in the family is probably a good shot. Grandma may not be the best shot. You know, you want to keep everybody safe. And there is no reason that you and your family should not be able to have a purely defensive tool. But with the Biden administration, the ATF now targeting body armor now is the best time to buy. Head on over to foxholearmor.com or email jeff at foxholearmor.com and tell them Corn and Crow sent you for a 10% discount or mention the conservative connection. That is foxholearmor.com. Don't be a well-dressed organ donor. Nice. Nice. Sweet. I, I love that line. Yeah, that's good. That's great. <laughs> we're, we're keeping that. Yeah, that's that's really good. Uh, we're uh, talking today, it seems like we're talking about Caitlyn Jenner showing up on the Sean Hannity show, yeah. and then we're also going to talk about some Joe Biden job numbers because he's been going around talking about how he's creating all these jobs, but when you actually look at the numbers, it's not yeah. really So it was, it was <laughs> way less than what he said in the State of the Union last week. And that this one of the, another reason I wanted to cover it last week was because I knew that this was going to be coming up in a week. So, but I'll have you lead off with uh, Caitlyn Jenner yeah, and so Sean Hannity. Interesting. Kate, yeah, very interesting. So Caitlyn Jenner actually decides that she wants to run for the governor of California. Mm-hmm. And this is a legit yeah, thing. Right? Right. She, she's got money into it, and she or he or whatever you want to call her. Um, she's got money into her campaign, and she's planning on running for governor. So she showed up on Sean Hannity's show to kind of talk about what her campaign's about, uh, how she, you know, what her ideology is based off of, uh, what she's planning on doing as governor, um, all those, all those things that go along with the campaign. So... Um, they talked about some interesting stuff. Um, obviously, the 
interview got kind of awkward here and there. <laughs> if you actually watch the interview, I mean, there's some moments that were just kind of cringe, but you know, um, made it through it and, uh, it was a good thing. Uh, one of the things that she did talk about was girl sports and obviously, you know, this is a person that can speak on these sports. Uh, it's, a, it's a man that transitioned into a woman, yeah. but, was was in also, but was also in the Olympics, right? It was also an athlete. So um, with him having a problem with women being in sports, I think that that might, you know, have a, you know, significance in the impact of, you know, what the Biden administration is trying to normalize right so he's yeah he's actually against it he's like no we don't need transgender women in the in sports because it's gonna wreck women's sports and he talks about the actual integrity of women's sports and how we need to keep it so um we're gonna play clip one right here and this is what she had to say um i stick with my statements that i made um i think um uh we have to make sure that the integrity of girls sports is there i think that's extremely important so you can tell that she's very um dedicated to yeah you know having women's sports and thinking that it should be you know its own entity right like men should not be able to compete with women and he kind of understands the differences by that but the funny thing is is that caitlin jenner is supposed to be you know the the transgender like prop up for the democratic party for right. liberals right this is our you know this is our 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 prize piece right and then now she's you know deciding to run as a republican and she's saying things against you know the normal ideology of the left and yeah. obviously people came out on twitter and you know flamed her bashed her you know and these are all the leftist people who are saying that they're so tolerant to everything that you know that's connected to lgbt you know and then lgbt comes out and says something they don't like and then they just automatically turn into the yeah bad person these people held caitlin jenner up as the darling of the left like they did she or he he Caitlyn Jenner was on uh, what magazine was it like Vanity Fair or something? Like, she was. It, it was like Woman of the Year. Everywhere. Oh yeah, Woman of the Year. Right. I forgot wasn't, that. Yeah. Wasn't he Woman of yeah, the Year? Yeah, Woman of the Year. Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. That's now I, I don't. I don't think that Caitlyn Jenner deserved that award, but that's another. <laughs> there was another girl who was donating, and uh, she raised a ton of money for cancer. Actually, doing like going around basketball games and everything else, like went over all these huge adversities and nobody knows who what she a, is. What a slap in the face though to women. You know what I mean? Honestly, like, just yeah, to yeah, say, yeah, I like to say a, a man, man, a man can yeah. be woman of the year. Yeah. You and know what I mean? It, it's, it's ironic. I remember when, um, Norm Macdonald was the comedian was asked the question, uh, do you think Caitlyn Jenner is hot? And he's like, um, how many, how many 65 year olds do you think are hot? <laughs> you know, just like uh, just a rough but, estimate, just regardless of the whole thing. He's like, I and I, I told that to my friends. I was like, you think like 65 year olds are hot perverts? Yeah. <laughs> just like regardless of the whole transgender thing. But uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't understand why women don't find that offensive. You know what I mean? Like if if I was a woman, yeah, I, I would be pretty offended by that. Well, that's know? the duality of Caitlyn Jenner's campaign is. He has to be a transgender woman 
while also acknowledging the difference and showing that in sports, it's going to make a difference. Right. And that's, that's kind of what's so interesting about his, uh, his perception on this issue. And the, the whole thing is uh, he's, he's always been conservative. If you look back when he was younger, he was always more conservative. More conservative yeah. And if you look at his positions now, he's, he's going to go and say that we need lower taxes. The taxes on California are insane. And, um, he's basically kind of like the Bill Clinton, kind of with the same kind of tax policy. And the Democrats, right. like, if you look back at, like, Bill Clinton and George W. Bush, almost well, they're Clinton, almost kind of like the same Bill president. Bill Clinton actually cut taxes. Yeah, he cut yeah. the corporate tax. He was the first yeah. Democrat to cut taxes since, JFK. like, JFK. JFK cut them you know? by a huge amount, too. And his, Those his motto was a rising – what was it? A rising – Tide lifts all ships, basically. Yeah, it's going to well, affect everybody. Well, the thing is, with with Bill Clinton, you know, I'm not a fan of Bill Clinton, obviously. I don't like Especially him or his wife. Island, yeah, and him or his wife, I just, I don't care for, but... His that, that, that demo, yeah, that, that Democratic moderate policy is mm-hmm. what they're trying to portray right now with Joe Biden, and he's not. He's, well, he's no, because he's doing near. the exact opposite. Yeah. And we're, we're going to actually lead into that. But, now. The, but so, the media but, keeps talking about how moderate he is. And, you know, he's just an old guy, right? He's not going to, he's so moderate. Well, but, you know, if I'm, if I'm correct, even Caitlyn Jenner said in the clip, right? Um, Caitlyn Jenner was like, I don't understand why anybody has any faith in Biden. I don't agree with any of his policies. Yeah. Economically, it's going to ruin us. Right. And, right. Yeah, she yeah. talks about that specifically, obviously, because you know she lives in California, right? Yeah. So they, she kind of knows about what the tax burdens are, and that's part of her main platform for her election right. and for her campaign is you know uh, putting the spending under control. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, getting the taxes under control, just being more fiscally responsible. Yeah, you know, things like that. I, I'm a little hesitant to endorse Caitlyn Jenner for any reason. Like, I know that, like, I'm fully behind lowering taxes. I'm fully behind getting, like, the, all these different kind of government regulations out. But when you start saying things like, I can get along with anybody and I can, you know, it's like, I know so many, you know, good illegal alien people and stuff. And you just sound like you're getting a little bit squishy. Like we, we don't need to know if you can get along with it, everybody like, and then, you know, Caitlyn Jenner starts saying, Oh, well, if the Democrats propose like a decent tax, but like I'll adopt it and everything else. Like I, we just don't know. We just don't no. know yet. And we may not know, Unless like Caitlyn Jenner gets elected and that's kind of a, a scary thing. But I, I guess that's kind of one of the reasons people had issues with Trump was because, well, this guy's never held public office before. So we don't know what he's going to do right. when he gets in. And that was yeah. one of the reasons I know a lot of Christians and conservatives were really hesitant to endorse him because they were not sure whether or not he was going to govern but he he came out with the most conservative policies, you know, for since, decades since we've Reagan. ever seen in our lifetimes. Yeah, since Reagan. So you know, I'm not I'm not totally anti Caitlyn Jenner yet, but I'm not I'm not totally not endorsing them it. yet. Yeah, I you're mean, gonna you're gonna have to convince me. She's saying pretty pretty common sense stuff. I yeah. mean, you know, which is you know what a lot of our politicians are missing, and obviously a lot of the politicians from California, because I think her campaign's actually going to be pretty popular just because of the fact that 
you know, conservative ha- or California has the most conservatives inside of its state, like out of any state in America. Yeah. But it's just such a big state that, it that there's the, the liberals just outweigh them. You well, know, then you're also on county. the border. So yeah. you got to take that into the account. There's people like even Caitlyn Jenner was acknowledging they've got a border crisis problem and it's getting worse and worse. Oh, yeah. I mean, they talk about illegal immigration in here. And obviously, yeah. you know, she's talking about the the economic spending and stuff. So actually, here's a we got clip two here where she kind of talks about how California's just been out of control and spending money on stupid things. So mm-hmm. this is a uh, clip two. We are now spending billions of dollars on this high-speed rail. Uh, I can get on a plane at LAX and I'll be in San Francisco in 50 minutes. You know, why do we need high-speed rail? So you can tell right there that she's talking about the high-speed rail. Why do they need the high-speed rail, right? Right. She can get on a plane from LAX and be in San Francisco within 50 minutes, right? Why do do we need to spend billions of dollars? Why why would California spend billions of dollars on a high-speed rail? It's like the Simpsons, right? Monorail, monorail, (laughs) monorail. But this is like, this this is perfect because, you know, all these liberals like AOC, right? She's probably the one that talks, you know, she's talked heavily about, you know, America having a railroad, like a high speed railroad system and everybody could just be, you know, going in trains, like kind of more like how Europe is. Right. Mm -hmm. And she wanted it to be like that. And you would figure that everybody in California would agree with that. Right. They would look at somebody like AOC and be like, Oh God, she's, you know, she's like a progressive star and, you know, she's got all these great ideas like, yeah, high speed rail. But the people are like, no, this is stupid. Like we don't yeah. need it. You know what I mean? Like this is dumb. We have, we have planes, airports. I mean, how many airports are in California? There's a lot. It's ridiculous. I mean, you can get, you know, there's probably three or four just inside of LA County. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, th- there's no point to have a high you know, rail system and, and be spending money on it. And they've got so much bigger problems in California than, than figuring out how to travel back and forth. I mean, California's know, got to LA. a lot of problems and they're looking for, at this point, anybody to turn it around. I mean, I was reading their tax law and it's like, even if you vacation in California, but you stay there a little bit too long, you get permanently put down on their tax records. You have to keep paying them taxes. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then you have to go and try to figure out with lawyers and everything else, how to get off. And they've made it almost impossible. So I don't, I don't even want to visit California because I don't know when that date is going to be lessened from like, Oh, 35 to 40 days to like 12 days or like 15 days. And then it's, they're they're just sucking everybody's revenue out and everybody's fleeing from there like crazy. It's really sad because California is a very, it's a beautiful state. It's probably, it's, it's probably one of the most beautiful places, not just in America, but in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I went to, we, we went to the Reagan Ranch in 2019, I believe it was. Yeah. In November or October or something like that. I mean, I I had never been up to Santa Barbara and yeah. I had never been never in been. that area. You know, I've only mostly been in like the LA area because I have family there. But I, when I went out to Santa Barbara, I mean, it was beautiful then. It was beautiful. You know, yeah. going up in the mountains and being able to, you know, get the views of the beach and the ocean and stuff. I, it was breathtaking. Yeah, that's yeah, it's gorgeous. a beautiful place. Beautiful place. So it's really it's sad that, you know, that they're talking about these kind of issues in that kind of state. They have so much revenue, right? And they yeah. have a great chance to, you know, make that 
you know, you would figure that people would be flocking to California if they actually were fiscally responsible. But I think they're close to like a hundred billion dollars in pension debt, maybe even more. Didn't they lose um, a, a, a vote because of all the people that left because of their representation? Remember yeah. those numbers came out. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they're all always lost a vote too. Well, th- they're so, okay. <clears throat> so this is how deep in the hole California is, right? So I, I believe about five or six years ago, I mean, California has been in a financial financial crunch for a long, long time. You know, it's yeah. been it's been probably more than a decade. You know that they've been struggling, but um, they actually the the hundred trillion or hundred billion dollars that they're in pension debt. Um, they're trying to get that relieved by the federal government through the stimulus package, or at least trying to get some of it. A lot of states were. You know, Illinois got money. Yeah. New York got money. Yeah, obviously, California, have, California. So all these states that they taxed heavily, like Florida and Texas, who lifted yeah. their mass mandates, let people go back to work, let Booming people live, yeah, let let their people go back to work during the pandemic, are now the states who have to pay for California, who decided to shut everything down and decided to you know, not let people go to work and just, you know, give people checks while they're sitting at home and extend their unemployment and, you know, do all these things. And now they're going to get to a point where th- the bubble's going to burst at some time, right? Like somebody's got to pay for it. Like w- what's going to happen with the, that? The Federal Reserve has come the closest now to calling our economy currently a bubble without calling it a bubble. And yeah. if, if you guys have been paying attention to the stock market, like we have Apple, Perfect earnings report, just absolutely perfect. They nailed it, like an A plus earnings report. The next day, they finished down. They finished in the red. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's it's bad, and you wonder, okay, what would have happened if Apple didn't have an exactly perfect earnings report? Yeah. And now, with forty percent capital gains taxes being proposed, people are fleeing the stock market and they're going into cryptocurrency. I know crypto is at the highest it's ever been right now. Yeah, which right. is funny that um, Bill Maher decided to to mock to it, rip on that. But we'll it. get that. We'll, we'll get, get to, we'll get yeah. to that later. Bill Maher did yeah. rip on crypto, and I and, think Andreas uh, can talk about that. Yeah, a little bit. I definitely <laughs> want to talk about that. There's so much to get to, but um, first, but but the but first, uh, th- this is so this is the part of the interview where it went off the rails, and everybody on Twitter started going crazy, right? Yeah. So Caitlyn Jenner decided to praise Trump and actually rip joe biden so this is clip three where she's where she talks about that clip three go ahead what i liked about donald trump is he was a disruptor you know he came in and shook the system up okay on the other hand biden i don't think i've agreed with anything i don't think since he's been in there he has um done anything for the american worker maybe other ones so um, it is a it is a 180 degree turn in our country, uh, going the other direction, and and uh, it scares me. So she talks about how uh, Trump came in and you know shook up the system, right? He was somebody who wasn't a career politician. He shook up the system, and then she talks about how Joe Biden hasn't really done anything for American workers mm-hmm. and. He can, she can see that, yeah. right? And it's not, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not hard to to tell. You know, Joe Biden's obviously been going around saying that he's creating all these jobs and, you know, he's making everything so much better. But 
in reality, he's just spending trillions of dollars. That's going to crash our economy, you know, and, and, you know, cause inflation in a couple of years, you know, so he hasn't really done anything to make the economy better. All he's done is spend a ton of money. And if he just, I, I mean, it's been, only been what, like a hundred days, 110 days, just over a hundred days. Right. And he's already proposed spending $20 trillion. You know, we've already spent what two, four under him. You know, he's got a 2.5 plan and then also the stimulus package that wasn't now really needed. He's proposing another $6 trillion plan and our money supply has gone up 40%. Yeah. So the we're, we're eventually going to get to the point in America where we're either going to be completely bankrupt or we're just going to keep borrowing money and nobody in their right mind is going to buy a, a bond from this from the country which you is know why what I mean? yeah that's so, why crypto is becoming a jailbreak yeah, yeah that's what, exactly that's that's the outlet right it's crypto and obviously precious metals so we actually encourage everybody if you're listening to the show and um you're looking for some kind of investment. I mean, we highly recommend crypto. We highly yeah. recommend precious metals. Like diversify your portfolio and make sure that you know you have stuff that can save you in case there is an economic downturn. We'll give you guys links to uh, Gemini, Coinbase, and a few others. Yeah, we're notes. we're working on getting our social media put up too, yeah, so we can Patreon. link some of our articles and mm-hmm. yeah, and also our Patreon. So if you're listening, please support us. Uh, you know, look out for our Patreon so yeah. we can. Uh, keep the show growing and eventually bring people on the show. By, eventually. by the way, guys, if you ever see a WhatsApp for crypto, do not click it. That's not us. If we ever provide you any links for crypto or anything else, it's it's going to be something that gives you money or gives you a discount. So yeah. just keep that in mind. Yeah. But so, so the yeah. so the reaction to the whole Caitlyn Jenner interview, uh, I think, is really telling about people on the left, right? Because yeah. they used to praise. Caitlyn Jenner for being who he is. Yeah, it was annoying. And then now that he comes out and says that, yeah, there is a difference between men and women. Women, They shouldn't, they shouldn't play in sports together. It's not fair, right? She comes out and she says, yeah, the things that the liberals haven't proposed financially in our state haven't done anything for us. They haven't worked. They've, they've actually made everything worse. They've made homeless, you know, the homeless population bigger. Yeah. Um, You know, the infrastructure is not as good. Uh, people are struggling. The schools are struggling. And, and Caitlyn Jenner, uh, regardless of what you guys may think of Caitlyn Jenner, understands business. You know, Does. The, Very. The, the yeah. entire Kardashian family is crazy. really yeah. smart when it comes to business. Like their yeah. entire show is basically good an infomercial for yeah. their products. Yeah, they're great at branding. Great. You yeah. know, it was like that. that's genius. You know, I'm not saying they're geniuses, but economically, biz- business-wise, very smart. Very smart um, business model, what they did. Yeah, absolutely. So Gavin Newsom uh, had a response to oh boy the uh, to the whole recall that's going on with him. So this is, a, I think, the sixth recall that they've done on him. And finally, they it pushed keeps, it through, and now it's going happening. to actually be on the ballot. Yeah. So the it, it's confirmed, right? You can right. actually vote to recall Gavin Newsom. And and this is, this is somebody, this is a governor that the media propped up through the pandemic as one of the best governors that handled COVID. And if you actually look at the numbers, it's worse. So the population in California, well, California has the youngest population on average in the country. And places like Texas and Florida have 
more of an older population, a mm -hmm. uh, bigger percentage of a population of elderly people. Yeah. And if you look at their death rates, they're exactly the same, yeah. right? Throughout from, from COVID. So you would figure that the media would say, okay, the, the state with the uh, older population, you know, as a older population on average compared to the younger one with the same exact death per million rate, you would you, you would think that the media would praise Florida, but they don't, right? Ron DeSantis is the most evil person ever, and he's a Trump crony, and you know, blah blah blah. They keep and, taking him out of context for all these oh, yeah. too. It's getting <clears throat> annoying. Oh yeah, absolutely. So so Gavin Newsom uh, showed up on CNN and he talked about how the recall and all the people who are against him, who don't want him in office, basically. So it, his own resonance. He basically calls uh, racist and bigoted. So this is a clip for it. Go ahead. An RNC-backed Republican recall of white supremacists, anti-Semites, uh, and people that are opposed to immigration and immigrants is an accurate assessment of who's behind this recall. Yeah, that's a really white, good yeah, one. Yeah, over yeah, yeah, white supremacists and <laughs> bigots, and yeah, th those are the people who are behind the recall. That's this is literally what he thinks, right? And and how could people? even be so naive to even believe that, you know, he shows up and says that. I mean, and you're like, really? How many, how many white supremacists do you even find? It's like, it's like seven people at, you know, the, the whatever Baptist church and like five of them. There's have no white, feet, white you know? if you've it's ever like, been to California, like there's no white it's supremacists not, in California. If anything, all hardly, the corporations are controlled by people the who vow against white supremacy. Right. But, exactly. Yeah, Silicon Valley? Yeah. Like, come on. We, we even had a, a joke earlier, like when Donald Trump went up and he said, well, you condemn white supremacy. We were like, he, he's done it like 58 times. Like, does it have an expiration date? Maybe right. we should make that a segment on the show where like once every five episodes, we condemn white supremacy, which we do. We condemn I, white supremacy. Literally, the last, <laughs> the last white supremacist that was in California, <laughs> the last white supremacist that was yeah. in California was um, Ed Norton. Because he was in American History X. So oh yeah, that's in right. California. Yeah, <laughs> he was. He was literally oh, yeah. the last racist American person History I think that, that lives there, man. To be honest. By the way, because... I, I love the section in that movie where he's like benching like with one forty-five on each side, and then like the, he goes up and like puts like two forty-five or three forty-five plates, and like whoa, <laughs> like all all, like, all these ripped guys are like whoa. He's like benching like one eighty, <laughs> you know, like all scared. I love that section over his weight. Right? Yeah. I, oh my gosh, so stupid. Yeah. What a that, that's a movie that I've seen a lot of times because it was on, you know, obviously it came out mid-90s or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like it that. It was always on but, HBO. It was but yeah, always on Showtime. Again, it's like we live in a – like why is being called racist an insult? Because we're an anti-racist country. If we weren't, then – you know, being right. a racist would just be normal. Right. I don't Which Democrats say that, that it is normal. Racism is normal within our system. It's it's normal within really? everything yeah. that we've They're created. Like, systemic racism is uh, present in all our institutions. I'm like, okay, who controls our institutions? You do. Exactly. So you're racists. <laughs> yeah. Like, logically, that's the train of thought, right? Well, we're, it's not just us. Everybody's racist. I'm not racist. I've never made one decision based off race in my entire life. Never. Yeah, it's never. stupid. But Democrats do all the time. They yeah, separate. They separate people by race with everything. Well, it's not really about race. It's wither, but 
Whether it's a power have, grab. Yeah, it's obviously. whether or not you can be controlled. Basically. Yeah, yeah. They they want to control you. They want to control your mind. They want to manipulate you and you know make you do things that they think of. You know, it's a power grab. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, because the logic of, behind it doesn't even make sense. No, it know? doesn't. But speaking of things that uh, don't make sense and lies that don't make sense, we got Biden's job numbers. So we talked about this last episode in State of Disunion, where we were talking about how there's no way that a million jobs, like 1.3 million jobs or whatever he was saying in the State of the Union was accurate, and that most of those jobs are people going back to work. Well, the job numbers are here, and it turns out about 250 to 260,000, I believe, jobs were created, quote-unquote created. And again, most of those are probably just people going back to work. So yeah. we're in a state of stagflation where we've got people, we got our inflate inflation going on in our currency and we have people who are not producing goods and they're not going back to work and we we're still under lockdown a lot of these areas like chicago and everything else there's they're still under lockdown and we've got actually a clip of aoc and this was a year ago because i i want people to understand that our unemployment benefits are so huge that people are not willing to go yeah. back to work. Yeah. When I lost my job because of COVID, which was hard and especially hard because like I was set to get a six figure job where I was going to take an amazing apprenticeship and that got shut down because of COVID. But when I lost my job, I, I, I like an idiot stood aside and said, Oh, time to get a new job because I figured I'm out of a job. I can work. I'll go back into a job. I get hired by Amazon. I drive as a delivery driver and the people on unemployment are making twice what I'm making while well, I'm working like 50 right. to 60 hours working. a week. Yeah. I was working like a, a ton of hours every week in overtime and everything else. Still, still they ended up making twice as much as I did for doing nothing, for doing nothing. And so many of these states have extended these unemployment benefits where you, you make on average about $16 an hour to be unemployed, to do nothing. Yeah. Now, I understand the the thought process of, okay, don't take a low-paying job because if you do, then what's going to happen is if you can't keep it because you can't pay your bills and then you have to quit to find a new job, you're just going to be back at unemployment. And that unemployment office will tell you that. Make sure you actually get a sustainable job. That's understandable because yeah. you don't want to just have yeah. people coming back. But you've got AOC right now in this clip telling people, we're not going back to work. And this was a year ago, but she hasn't changed her stance or clarified or anything else. She said, we're not going back to work. Clip, go. We're not going back to working 70 hour weeks just so that we could put food on the table and not even feel any sort of semblance of security in our lives. So there she is in a vice report and she's saying, we're, we're not going back to work. We're not going back to that. Um, and, uh, Here's a here's a here's another little clip of probably one of the best rebuttals that I've ever seen uh, portrayed on on television. Here we go. Hey, where you going? To my job. You have a job? Why wouldn't I? I'm not some lazy, inconsiderate jerk who lays in bed all day. Say, where can I get one of these jobs? Oh, they're everywhere. Thanks. I'm going to go look for one so I can stop mooching off my friends and they can get back to their lives. Yeah, so it's like, you have a job? You know, it's like, yeah. It's like, I'm not some lazy guy who lays in bed all day, but that's that's the idea, guys. If you if you can 
if you can work, if you're able to work, go out and work. Because by not working, what is ending up happening is it's driving down the wages of people who are working. And basically the people who are working are well, subsidizing it's, it's you toxic. for not working. Yeah, it's it's toxic to the our younger generation too. Yeah. You know, when when we grew up as kids, you know, it was an obligation every single day to yeah. to to work hard, to help your parent, you know, do your chores, whatever it was. Yeah. You know, that was a big that was a big uh you know, value that was pushed in America, mm-hmm. on, you know, a long time ago, you know, 20, 30 years ago when, when, you know, we were growing up, that yeah. was, that was a major value was if, that if, you have to work hard in your life if you want yeah. something. And now, you know, people are looking at it as like, I can just sit on my couch, I can collect unemployment, plus I'm getting the benefits from it. Yeah, like guys, you know? at, at least start a business. Oh my gosh, you've got all this money coming in. You're sitting around doing nothing. Please at least start a business. Well, that, that, well, that's why I'm like, I'm not really. So I had a conversation with somebody about the whole, um, the GameStop. Yeah. Uh, what was the, the Reddit guys and everything yeah, like that? You, you and I disagree yeah, on that. We, we disagreed a little bit on that. it, but I did have a conversation with somebody that was saying that, okay, those guys got the money, right? They, they yeah. screwed over the hedge fund managers, yeah, they got but, but, they, but they got the ton of money. And he's like, and he's like, how do you know that those guys aren't going to start businesses? And I'm like, well, I don't know that for we sure. That. We don't know that for sure, but I'm pretty sure that they're not going to, because if you want to start a business, you can go to any, if you have a business plan and you have a good idea and, and you have, you know, an LLC yeah, and everything, you can get a loan to start a business. Why do you have to go out and screw over hedge fund managers to get the money to start your business. You don't have to do that. You know what I mean? That's what, yeah, but but that's how I look at it. It's like, you're probably not going to start a business with that money, knowing the fact that you've been sitting around for the last 10, 15 years and you, and you haven't started a business and you could have got a loan if you had a good business plan, you know? Yeah. I don't know. The money habits, like I often say to people that money doesn't really change you. It just money is basically freedom. Okay, and the more money you have, the more freedom you have. And when you inherit a ton of money, uh, it's not that the money changes you. It's just that you do what you would have done had you had the freedom to do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, whether or not somebody is going to start a business after they get that, they have the freedom to. And whether or not they would have had the freedom previously, we're just going to figure out whether or not they would have. Yeah. You know, but again, so... We got this whole thing going on with inflation. And while we're talking about the economy, guys, inflation is here. We have had a lot of inflation happening and it is spiraling out of control. If you go to Wendy's to get a single cheeseburger and maybe some fries, you're probably gonna end up paying like $10. And gasoline prices are going up. It's rare for you to find anything below $3 a gallon now. Uh, and, ammo? Yeah, am- ammunition. My gosh. Um, wood products? So, uh, yeah, wood products. Wood products. Worse. So I actually have a list of everything that's gone up. And uh, we've got home values up 12%, FAO food index up 25%, wheat up 25%, coffee up 34%. This is all within the last 12 months. Cotton's up 35%, price of copper is up 68%, the price of corn up 69%. That's my fault. Yeah. <laughs> so soybeans up 71%, oil is up 80%, steel is up 145%, bitcoin is up more than 1400%. Our money supply is up more than 40%. 
Uh, and again, it's like coffee. Coffee's up 34%. Like, wake up and smell the coffee, guys. Inflation is you here. No, because most of it, I think most of the coffee is probably imported. Yeah. You know? And then on top, like what you said, lumber. And you work in a lumber industry, yeah, too. lumber. Is lumber crazy. is up 300% in the last six months. That's that's not just inflation. That's hyperinflation. Yeah. That is a it's sign bad. of hyperinflation. And the Fed is going to come out and tell you that the inflation rate is only 2%. No, no, that's no, not. it's not. We're we're seeing it. We're feeling it. Normal. Maybe on the surface, it's, but it's, <laughs> when you go when you look. No, at it's not. Not it. even on the surface. <laughs> just of everything. And the the problem is that debt is like uh, inflation is a good thing for bigger corporations because they use that inflation on loans. So what Mark Zuckerberg and people will do is they'll take out a loan and they'll get a house for a lot of money. But by the, by the end of the 10 or 20 years, they have to pay it off. It's the money that they were paid for it is worth way less than what they actually bought it for. Well, I think it's, it's interesting that, so when you think about this situation, mm-hmm. like corporations getting taxed more, yeah. right? it makes people feel better, but they don't understand that it actually makes them bigger. Yeah. Right. We talked about this a little bit last week. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Tax us at 40. Like we can afford it. Yeah. These other places can't afford it. We're going to wipe shut out that, yeah, they're gonna, yeah. We're going to wipe out your competition. I don't mind paying taxes because in two, three years from now, my competition is going to be half of what it was. Yeah. And I'm going to be able to grow a lot faster. And by that time, somebody else might come in and cut taxes for me and I'll be sitting pretty. Yeah. Right. And you meanwhile, know? for those 10 years, all your competition was not able to keep up and they got wiped out. Right. Yeah. So it's it's a, a nightmare, guys. And this is why a lot of people are flooding over to cryptocurrency because yeah. cryptocurrency, for when it first came out, was not taxable. But how many go- millions of people do you know how many millions of people are invested in, in cryptocurrency in America. It's the, it's the next jailbreak, man. And it's insane. But like, even with these inflation rates, uh, what's what they're doing is because there's three government, you know, all the government can do is basically tax, you know, they can they can set out stimulus, which is basically a tax, yeah. they can tax you higher, which is a tax, or they can, you know, adjust infl- interest rates is basically yeah. a tax. So the three options that the government has for this inflation problem is one, they can raise taxes. Two, they can they can adjust interest rates, which they're not going to do. They're not going to raise interest rates. And three, they can adjust the population by increasing it, which is why we're seeing a border crisis. They're creating an incentive to have a bunch of people flooding over into the country. Meanwhile, your dollar is losing a ton of its value like our our grandparents right or our parents like they used to be able to or not even our parents but our grandparents used to be able to have one parent working and they used to be able to go out and have a house and have kids and have a beautiful wife and off just one income and then what ended up happening was the dollar lost 98 percent of its value so well that and along with you yeah. know the left promoting you know, anti-nuclear family values. Yeah. That's a, that's a thing too. too. You know what Uh, I mean? By the way, like whenever we get into an abortion discussion, we always bring up the fact that the single greatest government institution or the single greatest institution period that could ever reduce poverty is actually marriage, whether or not a mom and dad are in the home. That is going to be the biggest factor of whether or not 
you are in poverty and it is the greatest anti-poverty program ever created. But we're going to go over to Bill Maher now. So Bill Maher had a segment where he was just, you know, going off about cryptocurrency and you've got the Dunning-Kruger effect in, in full display of a guy who admittedly says, I don't understand cryptocurrency, but I'm going to go and make an entire segment mocking yeah. it anyway. And his segment was called Cryptomania. And he says in the beginning, anything with crypto in its title doesn't work out, which is proof because his segment Cryptomania sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, he says, I don't understand it. and You don't either. You know, I, I have no doubt that Bill Maher's audience is probably about as ignorant as he is on these topics. Yeah. But here's a little clip from Bill Maher's segment, Cryptomania. Go. And finally, new rule, nothing with crypto in the title ever turns out good. <laughs> there is a mania rising in the country these days about cryptocurrency and how the train is leaving the station, so you better get on. Tesla has jumped in with both feet, and Microsoft accepts it for software now. Etsy, Etsy accepts it now, and so does PayPal and Starbucks and Whole Foods and Home Depot. One in ten Americans use their stimulus checks to invest in one of thousands of cryptocurrencies in existence, uses more electricity per transaction than any other method known to mankind. Just one uses more energy than a million visa transactions and has the same carbon footprint as 85,000 hours of watching YouTube. What a 15-year-old calls the weekend. <laughs> Bitcoin uses more energy than Netflix, Apple, Facebook, Microsoft, and Google combined. I mean, cars are bad for the climate, but at least they take you somewhere. <laughs> In Tiger Woods' case, a tree. <laughs> but this, this, this is just a beanie baby that runs on coal. How can a company like Tesla be all in on saving the planet with electric cars and then participate in destroying it with this completely unnecessary online play money? So Bill Maher basically calls um, Bitcoin and all these um, these cryptocurrencies, he calls them imaginary fairy, fairy tale money. It, it only works as well. It, it's like Tinkerbell. He's, probably just, he's yeah. probably just mad because people told him to invest in it and he never yeah, did. He he's never like, did. oh, that's stupid. Oh, I'm not doing that. And well, then, I mean, and then five years later, he's like, yeah. oh, wow. I yeah. Add, Again, Peter know. Peter Schiff and all these guys, they're looking like real fools at this point because you got people like Is Tesla. Is Peter Schiff against, against crypto? Still. Still. Really? It's been five years. Man, it's you know, I really like years. Peter Schiff. I, I actually recommend uh, his Wall Street video. So he goes his on. His Wall Street video is great. Oh, I love I it. Lo I love it's his great. Wall Street yeah. video. If but you guys he, haven't he seen it. could not have been more wrong. It, if you guys haven't seen it, it's Peter Schiff. It's S H S C. H I F F S C H I F F. Yeah, and he so he goes to when was that? Two thousand. Oh man, it was when the whole uh, Wall Street you know, when the Occupy Wall, Occupy Street Wall Street movement was, was really really big. He went actually went down to Wall Street mm -hmm. in the middle of the protesters and held a sign that said, "I am the one percent." Yeah, talk to me. Yeah, and, and it was I, great. And it was great, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's, like, some crazy leftist people that are just, like, yelling and screaming, and it gets, like, kind of cringe, but um, he does have good conversation with a lot of people out there. Um, yeah. And, and, and he says sad. a lot of stuff that was still... 
in so, that video is still relevant today. Yeah. So it's a good video to watch. One of Peter Schiff's videos that I absolutely love is he goes out to a square, like a town square where everybody's kind of poor, and every single person he walks into has a college degree. The strippers have a college degree. The hookers yeah. have a college degree. The the guys on the street begging for money have a college degree. Like everybody has a college yeah. degree. And it showed like how the value of college degrees were going down. And Peter Schiff's a smart guy. I'm not denying he's a smart guy. But he was absolutely wrong on cryptocurrency. Well, and he might. Well, I think he's just probably not a fan of crypto. Well, yeah, because he's, he's more a, of a fan a of gold. Gold, gold yeah. guy, because he, gold he makes king, money. You know? Yeah, uh, there's a gold. lot of economists like that. Well, what's so funny is that these people always say that you know to hold gold, but what they do is they take all their gold and they sell it for fiat, and then they they use the fiat instead yeah. of the gold. And anything that you could argue about. You know, gold like or, or about Bitcoin, you have to do the same thing with gold. It's not like like Bitcoin. You you exchange it for fiat. Well, you exchange gold for fiat. You know, right. and then you use that too, yeah. uh, based off how high the price is. But when when Bill Maher is is saying things like, "Oh, it's just real life monopoly money," if you, if you guys want to see real life monopoly money, Google the Canadian dollar. And just look at it. Yeah. <laughs> it it, it, it looks literally like, looks like monopoly money. Yeah. The only reason it has any value at all is because the government says it has value. And what people don't understand is these people have been arguing for years. Peter Schiff has been arguing for years. Bitcoin could go to zero. Bitcoin could go to zero. And now we're now you and I are saying, well, maybe Dogecoin could go to zero. <laughs> and yeah. we're we're over this hump at this point where it's been adopted by so many different industries and countries in China. It's the fifth largest world currency it surpassed the ruby and the japanese yen it's an insane that's that's something serious that's huge that's not something that's just going to go away tomorrow if you you if you guys want to do your own due diligence on on crypto we don't have enough time to explain everything in crypto but you know we We do highly recommend we do highly recommend it and i I highly recommend gold too you know yeah i'm you know, I'm you diversify. Yeah, diversify. diversify. Have it everywhere. You know, and that's going to be your best bet. You yeah. know, if you're looking for a good financial plan, uh, you got to split it up. I, I wouldn't. I, you know, it's not financial advice, but I wouldn't. If I were me, I wouldn't buy into Dogecoin because to me, that's just crypto gambling. I know some people have yeah. different uh, opinions on that, but mm-hmm. for me, there's no fundamentals on that for the past five years. But what Bill Maher, you know, Bill Maher is the guy who said, "Bring on the recession." Remember that. Yeah. He said under Trump, bring on the recession. Yeah. This is some this is one guy who is way above inflation. Inflation doesn't affect Bill Maher. Bill Maher's yeah. all his assets are in He's worth you know, a couple tens of millions of dollars, what, probably. Well, that's the thing too about the wealthy assume. is that their assets aren't in fiat. It's not like Scrooge McDuck where you you dive into a pile of gold coins. And yeah. I, I believe Family Guy actually had a segment where they actually showed what it would be like if you actually did like dive into a thing of gold coins. It would hurt. It would, yeah, it would, <laughs> it would break the bones. Um, I don't know. We may include that's that screwed, That's Scrooge yeah. McDuck. That's uh, yeah. DuckTales. It's not a liquid, yeah. guys. It's it's a salad. I just bought a giant room full of gold coins, and I'm going to dive into it like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> ah! It's not a liquid! It's a great many pieces of solid matter that form a hard floor-like surface. Ah! Yeah, but uh, yeah, the wealthy hold assets. Majority of their were like, do you think a majority of Jeff Bezos' wealth is in the dollar? No, no it's in oh, gotcha. it's in 
infrastructure, it's in buildings, yeah. it's in R&D. Like they hold, the wealthy hold assets and the poor hold liabilities. And yep. fiat, holding fiat right now is a liability. But am I shocked that the guy who said bring on the recession is is saying that, you know, he doesn't care whether or not anything happens to Bitcoin or anything? No, no, obviously not. Because Bitcoin well, and crypto is our ticket out of inflation. Exactly. Inflation doesn't affect him. That, that crypto is a way for people to say, hey, we're not going to deal with the bubble that the government created. Yeah, and you we, know? we're going to cut out the middleman. You're not because this be isn't our fault. Regulating our, like no. the, the debt that we're taking on now is not the American no. people's and, fault. And that's yeah. it's like what you said. The government sucks at everything they do. Yeah. They're so when they create a currency and they create something like the Fed to help curb like yeah. large changes in the currency, it sucks at it and it ends up destroying the currency. And fiat goes to zero. I know a lot of people say Bitcoin goes to zero. Fiat goes to zero. The Australian. Uh, the Australian currency had to change their currency because their fiat went to zero and they had yeah. to change it. Like traditionally fiat goes to zero. We've already lost 98% of its uh, value on the dollar. So right now we're in the midst of a transition. And, you know, Shaquille O'Neal said it himself. He said, when I started investing based off whether or not an asset would go up or down. He's like, I, I, I did okay. He's like, when I started investing on whether or not I believed an asset would completely change somebody's life, I quadrupled my yeah, net worth. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. Know, so Yeah, those are the things you want to invest in. Right yeah, now, I think obviously. the most solid cryptos are Bitcoin and Ethereum. And they're right, expensive. Right now, yeah, they're expensive. You know, uh, I, I'm kicking myself because I diversified and put like a third of my portfolio in. In January, I didn't have that much, and it doubled basically from January where Good. it's been at. But um, right, right now, there's a high buying pressure on it. But we we are going to end up moving on because I wanted to get to this huge government statistic that just it's absolutely jaw dropping. And the question is. How many Americans have died after taking the COVID vaccines? So Le this legitimate is, question. We we talked yeah. about this about a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, uh, I think we talked about it on our first on show. our first episode. There's a, there's a guy um, within in Lake County, Illinois, mm -hmm. who's going around. He used to be an infectious disease doctor. Mm -hmm. uh, he used to work at Abbott or something mm -hmm. like that. You know, over in like Lake Forest or something, or yeah. right in that area. And he's going around and he's doing seminars yeah. on why people should not take the vaccine about how they uh the fda pushed this vaccine through um and then you know how the government is just involved with it period and i'm not sure yeah. if you heard about that before you continue yeah um i wanted to talk just a little bit about this go ahead um but the biden administration is actually pressuring moderna to give up the their patents on the COVID vaccine Why? because they want to do this initiative, obviously, mm -hmm. you know, the Biden administration always comes up with this where, oh, we're going to do this initiatives, but we need to steal something from somebody to make it happen, <laughs> you know, but if we do that, it'll be great, right? So what they want to do is they want to get a vaccine rollout, like a generic vaccine developed so they can start distributing it around the world because there's a lot of places that can't afford the vaccine. They can't afford it. Mm -hmm. Like even with, you know, because they're, you know, our government bought our vaccines, right? They bought everything for us. And they were, yeah. you know, if you want one, go to a Walgreens, go to your doctor, you know, however it is, go on your state website and you can get one. There's a lot of countries that need that vaccine 
they don't have a government to pay for their stuff. They don't have, they can't socialize any losses because they can't borrow any money because they're such poor countries. Yeah. So Joe Biden wants to reach out and give those countries a lot of the vaccine, give the vaccines to them, but he doesn't want to buy the vaccines and give it to them. So what he wants is to release the patents on the COVID vaccine for Moderna and just let anybody create it around the world, you know? So, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, that is nuts. Which is nuts because, you know, Moderna was you know they actually sunk their money into the vaccine yeah. because of operation warp speed because operation warp speed was willing to pay them if they developed a vaccine mm-hmm. so they spent a lot of their capital a lot of their time to develop this vaccine like the government didn't give them money to develop the vaccine they used their own capital yeah. to create that right and that's why there's a patent on it you know but now the Biden administration wants to release that patent so everyone around the world can just make generic covid moderna vaccine shots and it's like the, for, the, the for, official one already is having a ton of problems exactly what we're going to get into by, by the way guys i wanted to give a shout out i forgot at the beginning of the episode but our mailbag is c connection at gmail um c connection mailbag at gmail.com so c connection mailbag at gmail.com yeah please send your questions in because yeah. we'd love to read them live yeah. on yeah, we've, show. We've, we've already had a few people reach out to us personally, yeah. and I just told them, I was like, use the mailbag, cconnection, mailbag at gmail.com. Cool. We're there for you guys. But so how many people are dying? How many Americans specifically are dying after taking the COVID vaccines? So right now, there's a tremendous amount of social pressure to take this vaccine. You guys have probably known people who said they're not going to have you at their parties or their social gatherings right. or their worship or their, their weddings. Their concerts. Or, or if, yeah, if you haven't received a vaccine. And soon you may not be able to go to your office or fly on commercial airlines or even send your kids to school or go to college without a vaccine. And many people um, already have had the shot. And if you if you have, I wish you well. I hope you're doing well. But um, if you haven't, I think it's fair to ask yourself whether or not there are potential risks to this vaccine. So, look, I was researching this and I looked over this shocking statistic and this is out of the U.S. government system called VAERS and VAERS is the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System and VAERS is run by the FDA and CDC so these are legitimate organizations Now I don't always agree with everything the FDA and CDC says but that's a conversation for another day and they showed that 3,362 Americans have died from the COVID vaccine between the months of December 2020 and April last month, uh, um, ending on the 23rd. And yeah, so about 30 people a day have died after getting this COVID vaccine, 30 a day. That's huge. Um, To give you people context, I was looking over the Illinois numbers and the Illinois death COVID numbers for the month was 36 for the month. We have thirty people, and those are, dying these are, a these day are deaths that are claimed specifically by government by, agencies yeah, by by the vaccine. That that's so, the cause of death. So, since that number has been so consistent over the past four months, we can safely assume that about four hundred and fifty people have died since April twenty third, about fifteen days ago, bringing the current estimate to about three thousand eight hundred and twelve. To put that daily rate in perspective, yeah, yeah, it's a it's an insane statistic to me that you've got three thousand eight hundred twelve people that have died 
from the vaccine and about 900 people who've died over the past month yeah, from the vaccine. It, interesting because um, everyone knows that, you know, the old rapper DMX yeah. just passed away, you know, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And the story that everybody heard was drug overdose because he's had a history of drug use and stuff like that. So they figured, Maybe oh, yeah, yeah, dr- yeah, it's drug overdose. He died from a drug overdose. But then I read an article about his daughter saying, yeah, I don't know. He hasn't done drugs in a long time. I yeah, don't know why the media. Like yeah, he's like. And a Christian. She, she was like, I, I don't understand why the media said that. But she said that he had just took the COVID vaccine like yeah, a he few had. days yeah, before that. he died. And then yeah. he just tragically passed. Yeah. Um, but and they blamed it on drug overdose. And she was like, he wasn't on drugs. Like, yeah, there's nothing in that on the autopsy. is there? <clears throat> And there's nothing about that. No. no. Um, so, so it, it could be, could not be, you yeah, know, that's what his daughter thinks, obviously. I, you know. there's a potential bias there. I'd like to see an autopsy on that before I comment further, yeah. but more people, according to VAERS have died after getting the shot in four months during, than during any vaccine vaccination campaign than from all other vaccines combined between the, the years of 1997 to 2013. So that's like a decade and a half of all the vaccine deaths combined don't even come close to this one How single many vaccination campaign. How are in this time and, period, yeah. And uh, for people who are wondering, well, is it an overestimate? The number of deaths is actually probably a lot higher than they're reporting because reports have been submitted to the Department of Health and Human Services uh, in 2010, and they found that fewer than 1% of vaccine adverse effects were even being reported by the VAERS system. So it's likely a lot higher. So. COVID vaccines, according to VAERS, have contributed to 8,000 hospitalizations in the U.S., according to VAERS. Um, LifeSite News shared this information. And again, this is government information that they provided. And they were permanently banned off Facebook for just reporting the VAERS numbers. Of course. LifeSite News. Permanently of course. Banned now. And uh, anything I, – I, I, I hate this whole – Social media, yeah, quasi like government social media connection where they're saying, oh, we're going to stop disinformation and stuff. It's like, dude, you know how many people have Facebook and Twitter? Like you're not going to stop people from saying stuff that you don't like or that you don't uh, think is objectively true. And again, if you guys want to try to censor us, I'm being very, very careful about how I word any of this. I'm just, I'm just giving the numbers. I'm just reporting the numbers. But Republican Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin um, asked this question to Francis Collins, who's the director of NIH, NIH, why so many Americans appear to be dying after getting this shot. And Collins refused to just acknowledge reality of what's happening. And Collins instead of trying to offer any type of answer. He was just saying, you know, maybe there is a good answer, but he says, if the population focuses too much on the potential harm from vaccines, people might be hesitant to get them. It's not that people are vaccine hesitant, Ron Johnson said. A better description would be people who are hesitant to be coerced into participating in the largest drug trial in history. And why is that that unfair to say? Because it's like, you've got this high of an amount of deaths, like, and people just keep pressuring people to get the vaccine without any concern. Like they're not reaching out. They're not saying, hey, I know you have this concern and this concern and this concern. This is why you don't need to have that concern. Here's this peer reviewed study I can give you to show why that's not the case. Like I don't see any of that. They're well, flipping people off and giving them the finger and swearing at them and shouting at them to get a vaccine. Well, yeah. Well, well the thing is, is, you know, they're hesitant about that 
you know, because who wouldn't it, it's, be? it's kind of experimental, especially seeing you know? those numbers who wouldn't be right. It, even if you don't see the numbers, it's a vaccine that was developed in less than a year. Yeah. There's a lot of, there, there's a lot of speculation that I mean, goes along with you, that. Just you on could regular have person. the most genius person on earth, create the vaccine that's highly renowned and people would still be skeptical yeah. because they're like, well, it came out in less than right. a year. And the Biden administration has been horrible about this message too. No, right. No. They've been, they've been horrible about the messaging on the vaccine because the message that's coming from them now is if you get the vaccine, nothing's going to change. You yeah. still have to wear your mask. Yeah, you still, you still have, to, have to social distance. You still have to do all this stuff. So why are people going to take an experimental drug if nothing in their life is going to change? Yeah. And you know, then, the, everyone's over the hype of like, oh, I'm going to catch COVID. Yeah. You know, everyone's yeah. over that hype already. Like nobody's, you know, it, it's a very small percentage of people who are specifically worried about catching COVID now. Yeah. You know? So Ferris also reported more than 900 non-fatal heart attacks in people who had just received the shot. 2,700 people reported unexplained chest pain. Again, at least 8,000 hospitalizations, government reporting. Researcher Alex Berenson noted that COVID vaccines now account for almost a third of all tinnitus reports. According to the Ferris database, that's you know ringing in your ears. Uh, we still don't know if there's a, a connection, but there's definitely a concern about it. Uh, researchers at Oxford U of UCLA have begun tracking side effects across eight different countries. They found women aged 18 to 34 years old have a higher rate of deep vein thrombosis than men of the same age. They also find heart attacks are common in people aged 85 and older who take the vaccine. They found some serious side effects in some children known as anaphylaxis and appendicitis were more common in young people. Now, you know, vaccines are a complicated process. They really are. And it takes a long time to get everything right, to get the dosage right, you know, to no. mitigate for unforeseen side effects. And it's not the first time that people have had a, a rough time in a vaccine campaign. We remember Garcil, right? right? We thought there was a huge controversy about that. And, you know, looking at all these numbers, you know, it, it's not fair to the American people who are wondering and curious and they're saying, you know, what's in it? Is Am I going to have an allergic reaction? What are the risks? Yeah, ask those uh, you know, questions. We, have every, we should be we asking have every those. right to ask these questions without being silenced, without being mocked, without being shouted down, without being sworn at, without being flipped yeah. the bird. And, you know, if, if they deem that it's not a risk they're willing to take, they should be able to refuse it. It's, it's, yeah, absolutely. it's the United States. I was listening to... Uh, a town hall go over and I swear like these guys don't do any prep work at all before they do these town halls because I was asking questions too and in the town hall was over the phone it was a town hall and somebody said well if I get the vaccine why do I still have to wear a mask like you said like it's a valid point he said well the president of the WHO and I brought this up in first episode of the podcast they said there's no evidence that it prevents transmission well if you're well then if you're a healthy person why do you need to get it if you're not experiencing any side effects? It's that's that's so contradictive. Like yeah. your vaccine doesn't prevent transmission. That's, that's what they literally said. the whole point, freaking point of a vaccine right. is to prevent because transmission. What what do they say if we're young people? Why should we get it if we're not going to have any serious side effects and we're not going to be affected? Well, it's not for you. It's for the other people. Well, if it's for the other people, why do we have to still wear masks? Because right. it doesn't prevent transmission. Right. It's it's circular reason. It's all stupid. and it's contradictory. Contradictory, And then on top of that, he said, well, if you did get COVID and you've had it already and you had the immune response and you didn't have a lot of side effects, it's because you have a weak immune system. 
wait, like what, wait, what? Like if I got it and I wasn't affected at all, it's because my immune system is weak. weak? No, yeah. when your immune system's weak, your body can't fight it off. When your immune system's strong, you have less side effects because because yeah. your body's fighting right. it off. Well, none so. of it none of it makes sense. I mean, it's obviously we're at the point in COVID where the government realizes it's not as big of a threat. No, no. everyone's over the hype. Nobody cares anymore. But they need it. They need it because they need that top-down control, right? They, they want people to be scared. They want people to think that COVID is a huge risk. Like when you step outside yeah. of your house, you're putting yourself at risk. And they want that to stay in your head forever. Yeah, and then Tucker Carlson pointed out that on Yahoo News, um, they they pointed out and wrote a headline that said, Joe Rogan, who's not a doctor, should not have an opinion on vaccines. And then Yahoo News also writes, five things Bill Gates wants you to know about vaccines. <laughs> like, you can't make this stuff up. But yeah, like these VAERS numbers, pretty shocking that the deaths are that high. We've never, I don't think we've ever seen anything where can, like Where this. can people see these numbers? It, it's VAERS. So V-A-E-R-S. If you look at the VAERS numbers. You know, uh, yeah, VAERS, VAERS.com, vaccine adverse, uh, vaccine adverse event reporting system. Okay. So vaccine, vaccine adverse event reporting system, it's run by the CDC and FDA. So this isn't some crackpot side independent yeah. study. It's like these are government agencies. It's data that they collected. It's yeah. data that they collected yeah. and they've been known to underestimate. So. Yeah. I mean, the CDC has been back and forth. I'm not going to speculate yeah. on what the numbers would actually be yeah. because I don't want this to get taken down. I'm just reporting what these are the numbers that have been put out. If anybody wants to fact check me, you can look at the VAERS site. You can look at the VAERS deaths from COVID. Yeah. It's up there. But, you know, the, I, I don't think I think anybody who's reasonable can admit that this amount of high death is a problem. And the first step in solving a problem is admitting you have one. And it's not wise for the government to just dismiss their own government agency numbers when you're seeing high debts. Yeah. This yeah. is not, and, and this the, is not the Biden administration will not acknowledge this. They won't, you will not see this information on CNN. You will not see this on ABC or MSNBC. Uh, you won't hear it from Jen Psaki. Yeah. You won't hear it from the president. Yeah. I mean, th but this is I'm, something I, that I, they're going to keep on hush for a I long swear, time. I swear, man, it's almost like Soviet style propaganda because they're the guy, the same guy in the town hall was saying that six month olds needed to be getting the COVID vaccine. Why? It's weird. Like, it's no, it's they're weird. kids. Yeah, yeah there, there's been zero kids that have died from. No, no, no <laughs> kids know? have died. Nobody who's 20 years old has died. Like the last time they brought something up like that, they said that the guy had <laughs> testicular cancer. That's a pre-existing condition. Right. That's, I mean, there are people that are under the age of 20 that obviously have passed from COVID. Yeah, but you know, then they I'll look it up. They have and it's major like, pre-existing conditions, obviously. Yeah. But, um, but anybody under the age of Two, they're overestimating. I, if you can even the find the count. numbers, it, it's you can count how many people have died under the age of five from COVID on one hand. No, I and, guarantee it. And then on top of that, they're overestimating the, the death numbers. I remember Babylon B wrote that article where it's like, man who jumps out of plane without a parachute dies of COVID. <laughs> you know, at this point, I feel like the Constitution has died of COVID. Yeah, but um, you know, it, the, the it's whole just thing ridiculous. is, yeah, the whole thing is ridiculous. Make sure you guys are doing um your research on the on yep. the vaccine if like you said if if you have taken the vaccine uh we wish you well yeah we definitely. hope that you know what i mean we hope that 
you stay as you know far would, away from COVID as possible. I would recommend you guys, just because I know people who have taken the vaccine, if you can, try to get the day off of work because, you know, regardless might, of yeah, how healthy you are, yeah. a lot of people tend to – every person I know who's gotten this vaccine had a major headache and, and could not work afterwards and so, get a so drive what I've home. Noticed, yeah. what I've noticed from the people that I know that have taken the vaccine, the people that didn't have COVID and then took the vaccine, they felt – symptoms and side effects from the vaccine Mm -hmm. but the people that did have covid and got over it and then they took the vaccine they didn't really have any problems that's what i've noticed and i think that that's probably maybe like their t-cell immunity is still active and it's kind of you know what i mean like their body is is used to that so they didn't really gain symptoms off of you know off of taking the vaccine this is going to be our last segment for the day but i just want to bring this up really briefly because Pritzker and Lightfoot talking about opening up Chicago fully on July 4th. Now, what do you think about that? Like for, for me, I was like, I, what does opening up fully mean? Does that mean I can go oh, to a restaurant without a, a mask or a, a store and I don't have to worry about getting arrested by the police? Um, I mean, what does that mean? Well, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure the mask mandates are going to stay. Um, the, July 4th, <laughs> the July 4th opening, yeah. what they're saying, quote unquote, opening yeah. is basically – you know, it's a okay, hey, attraction. you can, yeah, you can go to Lakeshore Drive now and ride your bike and you can hang out on the beach and stuff we were already know, doing. Yeah, stuff that we were already doing. So, like, but, but this is, but this is actually, guy. if you really think about it, this is a good thing because you have Democratic politicians like Pritzker, like, uh, like Lightfoot, Lightfoot right? <laughs> they're, they're the ones that see the impact of the federal regulations first in their state. Yeah. So, for Joe, if, if it was up to Joe Biden, because if you listen to Jen Psaki and you listen to Joe Biden talk yeah. about the pandemic, they're talking about it like it's mid to 2020. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that, that's like, annoying we're right to the heart of it. Like we're, we can't let our guard down now. <laughs> we got to keep putting our masks up. You know, they say stuff like that. That, that was something that happened with Fauci too. He's like, the, Maryland will open up and then it'll be a week after and Fauci will say, it's good for Maryland to open up now. Yeah. Like, no, they were already open. Like, he comes out after that. Like, that's why I say to people, like, you need to put pressure on your governments to reopen because as soon as you do and you're actually successful in getting enough people to tell you to reopen, about a week after you reopen, then Fauci's going to come out and say that it was safe for you to reopen, especially if you're a blue state like us. So it's yeah. really not going to matter. But, dude, the pandemic's over. It's over. Yeah. The pandemic is over, guys. Um, get back to your normal life. Do what you need to do. And uh, everybody should be pretty safe. So. Yeah, like hug your grandma, kiss yeah. a girl, go out on a date, like yeah. Yeah, have fun. Yeah, now people are gonna say they're promoting, they're promoting. Well, did death. you see? Did you see uh, Kamala Harris and uh, her husband? <clears throat> I did kissing well, through masks, and everybody can watch that video online. I don't know. Uh, from, I, I don't know if I was him. I, I, you know, if I ever got intimate with her, I just keep all my clothes on. I just never take anything <laughs> off. <laughs> Kamala. All right, well, we'll be back next week with a whole nother hour and a lot more content for you guys. We appreciate you all listening in, and we'll see you next week. See you guys, and as always, stay connected. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. The Conservative Connection with Corn and Crow. Come on, man. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. 
Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.